Hello, wrestling fans. Welcome to the No Name Podcast. This is Quint Charisma. And tonight I got my good buddy, uh, Jeremiah Plunkett. JP, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. I'm in the guest room on a futon that no one's ever slept on. And we never use this back room. Okay, I didn't catch any of that. What was that about a futon? <laughs> I'm in the back room on a futon that no one's ever slept room uh, slept on in a room we don't even use. So. Oh, okay. You get, you get you're in a room you never use, you must be living fat, dude. You make them big payoffs. Uh, I, I I say never used. It's used just for storage. We never go in. There's a TV in here, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh my! So what's been going on, man? Uh, trying to actually scale back. Normally, I say try to keep as busy as humanly possible, but uh, I've had some knee issues in the past couple months, so I've been scaling back uh, my bookings and focusing on the school. Okay, you talking about uh, your rest, the wrestling school, the Tried and True? Yeah, okay. yeah, the Tried and True Academy up at Clarksville. All right, so you still doing the beginner's class? Yeah, yeah, I'm still doing the beginner's class. Um, this class will run until uh, late October, um, and then in no- uh, mid-November, we haven't set an official date yet, but mid-November we'll have their, their first student showcase, so a bunch of kids will have their first match. Okay, so what? Actually, what? Uh, how many? How many classes have you uh, have you done? What, what? What number is this class right here? What number is it? Uh, this is our fourth cycle. So uh, this is our fourth group of beginners that's gone through. Um, so yeah, this is our second year, uh, and we do about two cycles a year. The beginners class is uh, sixteen weeks. They go on to an intermediate course that's taught by Bram, um, and it is twenty four weeks. And then we also offer a, like an advanced level course. Um, they, it works more like promos, figuring out who your character is or whatever. And that's kind of like perpetual training. We even have it open to like if some guys on the scene want to come and like polish up some stuff or work on promos or whatever. We you know it's opened up to where people can come out. Do you remember Nick Stanley? I think he was getting in about the time you're getting out. Nick Stanley. Yeah. Okay, you said he was getting out when I was getting in, or I was getting out when he was getting in? Yeah, vice versa. I think he was getting in when you were getting out. Okay. Uh, the name uh, don't ring a bell. But uh, he he actually uh, he wrestled for a while. Uh, Chris Michaels and Wolfie D trained him. Um, he wrestled for a while. Uh, took some time off. And then this kid started coming back to the school and, uh, and, and training in the advanced course. And... Uh, and kind of recreate himself and get back out there. What did he? What was his work name? That's Nick Stanley. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I don't remember. The only person I remember at Wolfie Train was that um, Charles. Um, Charles Alexander. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Okay. Uh, so who, who on the the uh, that Vance one? Who's who's the? Um, Who's who's uh, teaching that? Who's teaching that course? Uh, the head coach of that is, is also Bram. He does the advanced class, but we have a lot of people in on, on that one as well. Like to, uh, Tony Lucasio comes in. Uh, Crimson's there. Oh, Nick Aldis randomly popped by the other night uh, with Dave Lagana. Um, so that that one we never know who will show up. Okay, I remember. I think last time I talked to you. Um, I think y'all was gonna to try to do something with Jerry Lynn. Did that that not work out right or something? Just didn't mat, days didn't match up or something. Oh, a seminar, yeah, man. It, just we couldn't get the days matched up. It, yeah. it didn't. 
I figured that, man. That'd have been a that'd have been a really. Um, Wait a second. I, I may have, I may have been wrong. Um, last year we did a a seminar with Jerry Lynn and Earl Hebner. Okay. So yeah, okay. we we didn't do it at the school. Um, but we did a lot at school too. So no, I, I, I'm a mistake. We did. Okay. We had Jerry out at school, and we had Jerry before a show. Him and Earl did a seminar. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was saying, man, Jerry Lynn, that's that's. Oh, he's the best. That's the absolute bad. best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he likes me. <laughs> I had to fire nah, him. Nah. Remember? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I uh, actually last time I talked to Jerry, I told that story, and he laughed, and he's like, "No, nah, I knew who it was coming from." <laughs> Yeah, I'll never forget that night. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Tony's like, yeah, I was like, oh, seriously, I gotta do that? One of the nicest guys in the business? <laughs> Guy can work, can outwork everybody in here. If he, if, he had, if he was on his deathbed, he could outwork every one of us. <laughs> and I gotta go in there and fire him? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's a good though, man. He, uh, I talked to him. A month or two ago, uh, he was doing a signing at a show in Alabama, and uh, no, he, he, things are going good, man. That's good. It's good. I'm glad everything's working. He didn't have like neck surgery a uh, year or two ago or something. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was about two years ago. He had he had neck surgery. Um. I, he seems to be getting around decently. Okay. That's good. Uh, yeah. Last well, time I saw him, he gets around better than I <laughs> better than I was getting around that day. I think. So. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. All right, so you got you're doing the school. Uh, you said you scaled back on your booking. So do you got any, um, you know, regular, like weekly or, you know, every other or monthly bookings you're doing right now? Uh, the, the only regular stuff I'm doing right now, man, is uh, every other Friday I'm doing James Carver's up in Franklin, Kentucky. He's got uh, some TV that he, he's rolling out. I guess they're on a WBKO up there. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you, I was going to say, you'd know more about that than I would. Yeah, it's, uh, uh yeah, it's on the, um, WBKO, they, they got, like, three different, they have, like, uh, I still haven't really figured it out since I've been up, living up here in Bowling Green, they have, it's WBKO, and they have, uh, like, it's either, they, there's ABC, C, you know, the, the, the affiliates, whatever you call them, um, they got three of them, and then there's another station. I think it's got the other two. So, yeah, from what I understand, it's got really, really big coverage. Oh and, yeah, uh, it, it's the biggest station up here at, at WKO. It's they, it's the it's the top station up here. Yeah, and their and their airtime, they've got a good time. They, they, their time slot is Saturday at I believe 11 a.m. So, oh, I mean, they've got a yeah, they've got a killer time slot. I, man, I, I'll be I'll be honest, I don't know all the details. Maybe it's Sunday. It may be Sunday. I know they do their tapings on Sunday as well. I just thought it was Saturday. Think, Saturday. I could be wrong. It's either Saturday or Sunday morning. <laughs> I, I'm if glad any, I'm if not, anybody's no. listening to this and wants to know when it is, just go onto their Facebook page. And they'll, yeah, they'll have it on I, I, I'm curious now, so I'll, I'll have it in a little while when we get to talking. I'll, I'll interrupt whatever. Yeah. I, I, actually, I, uh, I'll actually have to... Uh, find out what time it comes on because I'll have to actually watch it because I got um, I got YouTube TV and I got my, I guess it's got my DVR on it but then I got Spectrum uh, through my apartment complex but I don't have a DVR on my Spectrum so that's got my Bowling Green stuff on the Spectrum does so I actually want to watch it in real time which I never watch anything in real time anymore so I'll have to actually remember 
when it comes on to get up and, and actually watch it if I'm home. <laughs> I thought you were going to, going to tape it. Go back in the tape trading. Yeah. <laughs> Can't die. I, was, I, I DVR everything on, on my YouTube TV, but the Spectrum, it, it, I don't have, I'm not paying extra money for a DVR. <laughs> I'm already paying, uh, so I get my, I get my Spectrum. Glad to see something's ever changed. Well, my Spectrum, it's through my rent at my apartment. It, it's already, it's included. So, and already, and, and it's got, and say so I got, there's some stuff on, because uh, it's like the basic Spectrum package they give us. So, um, I gotta have my sports, so I, so I kept my YouTube TV when I moved up here, so I could have my sports, uh, all my sports channels. So, uh, so I pay for. I have two, but I only pay for one because one's including the rent, and I'm not gonna pay any extra just to get a, a DVR for Spectrum. Because I hardly, I don't watch a lot of stuff on there anyway. So, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth my while to just get a DVR, pay <laughs> just for some wrestling. <laughs> Man, I, I am wrong at all accounts. I hope James Carver listen to this it is Sunday mornings and it looks like it's Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. yeah <laughs> sorry James I'm, I'm glad you didn't send me here to plug this well you know eh, I mean you know how it is <laughs> but no man James has uh, I, I will say this uh, in, in some meetings uh, I've been in with him he's got some big plans man he wants to really expand and he's drawn some decent houses and yeah. You know, he, he's got the capital. He's grabbing some. I, I just seen he's grabbing some sponsors. I mean, James wants to wants to do pretty well. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's real passionate about it. So, and passion can take you can yeah. take you far, especially if you're willing to put a lot into it. So, I, I believe in what James is doing. So, that's the only regular thing I'm doing, man. Is I have stuff spattered. You know, yeah. if TNT is ever running something, I'm on it. Um, and then I, I've got some. Going down to work for the Nature Boy Paul Lee this weekend, and I uh, got a couple shots for him coming up in Old Ringgold, Georgia. Okay. Um, what's your? Uh, you have you met? I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've met him. You met him before, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've worked on a few shows with Paul. Um, I like Paul, man. Paul's fun. Yeah. He, he, he laugh. I'm really close to his kid. Uh, Lex and his tag team partner Kevin yeah. Kaufman yeah. Uh, the Young Lions or Jungle Kings now yeah. um, oh, I love those dudes man uh, they remind me and you, you may get what I'm saying when I say this of a young Sean Schultz because you know how Sean had that attitude about him when he came into a locker room that he knew he was good Yeah. and he, he wasn't braggadocious about it, but if, you know, he came back from his match, you're like, man, Sean, that match was awesome. He'd be like, I know. Yeah. They remind me a lot about of that, and they're just always having fun. I love those dudes, man. Those guys are fun. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody just just dogs Paul. I have nothing against I met him. I met him back in, like, 94. I want to say it's 94, 95 in, in Shelbyville. He was down there for, like, two weeks, I do believe. Um I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody does everybody's gimmick. I mean, Flair wasn't the first Nature Boy, you know. Right, dude. I, I love Paul, man. Paul's Paul's a trip. He's hey, so funny. You know, look at this way. If you can make money off of him, make money off of him, you know. Hey, man. Paul's about to be the mayor of Ringgold, Georgia. Oh, here's my thing. Um, before you, I won't. We'll talk about that. So, but before I forget, I'll forget this. My thing is though, people just got to lighten up. It's a work, you know. It's a gimmick. I mean, come on. 
So he yeah, didn't it, he it, run it, for that? But didn't he run for mayor before or, or councilman or something down there before? I, I think I think he went. Uh, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on this. I, I think he did run or attempted to run the last go around. But his actual, he owned businesses in Ringgold, like multiple businesses. He's a smart businessman. Yeah. Um, but multiple businesses in Ringgold, but he didn't live inside the city limits or something like that. Okay. Uh, that's just through the grapevine, like, haven't heard that from Paul or Lex or anybody. I do remember seeing a story that maybe he was just running, nothing came of it. But this time, man, <laughs> this time I've seen the ads. They're hilarious. They're great. He's all decked out in the stars and stripes. <laughs> Yeah, I said I ain't got you know I I I didn't see him you know like I've been you know a couple times ninety four you know but I you know I said there's a lot of people just bashing him but I'm like hey, I don't you know I'm like you know hey man I, Paul's Paul's done nothing but like tell fun stories to me I have nothing against Paul I mean he gets book he's constantly booked so I mean you know oh yeah dude <laughs> I, I like it. Uh, like, and, hey, I'll say this, man. He's legit custom made. Like, really shows up to a show. I've never seen him wear the same thing twice. All his shirts are fitted. Yeah. I'm like, Paul's, uh, Paul's living it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, yeah, I, I ain't got a bad thing like, about him. You know, I, I just, like I said, I don't know him. I just see what people not. But just from being around the business, you're like, I mean, come on. I mean, he's working a gimmick, you know, making money. Uh, that's what we're supposed to be out there doing. <laughs> so, and let's throw this out there, too. Uh, the, the, they just built a building in Ringgold specifically for this wrestling. Oh, really? Uh, it, it's called the Circus Tent Arena. Yeah, man. It's a it's a big, from all the pictures and everything I've seen, it's a big, nice building. And they painted it on the outside with red and white stripes, like a circus tent. Yeah. And Lex just shared a picture today. Remember how the Mid-South Coliseum had on the back of all their chairs, you know, Mid-South Coliseum? Well, this on the front part of the upper lip of the chair has a circus tent logo with circus tent arena on it. Okay. Every single chair. That's good. Man, I I can't wait to to go down there. I'm excited to go down and see what they got going on. Oh, that's cool. So you're doing that, and you're you're doing the... New South in um, Franklin, Kentucky. I said I was last year. Do people get mixed up with the New South in um, Franklin, Kentucky, and the New South that's down in Alabama? I, I don't know if like <laughs> any any fans have gotten mixed up that I know of. Um, I, I do know like anytime we have a conversation in the back, and it's like, oh, I'm at New South. Like we're, we're like Alabama, Kentucky. Yeah, like, I was about to say, say which one. <laughs> but uh, I. I don't think as far as uh, you have to James that as far as like anyone else reach out to him without a, a booking in Alabama <laughs> and he's like uh, wrong company man yeah. or something like that yeah. I, I would have no idea but where is it at in Alabama uh, something, uh, you know honestly I'm not sure for some reason I want to think Hartzell Alabama but uh, I, I'm not not so really sure I've ever worked so for that's them. a good what uh, two and a half three hours in between the two Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So, so you think? I guess uh, it's pretty good distance. They won't the fans. You ain't gonna have no really confusion with the, with uh, the fans. <laughs> yeah, and I was right. It is Hartsel, Alabama. Okay. But uh, no, man, I don't think there's any any bleed over yeah. besides you know like <laughs> die hard, die hard of one of the two that wouldn't that yeah. make that trip. But there's 
there's hundreds of miles between the two. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a good distance. So, uh, besides that, uh, I know there for a while you was doing a lot of stuff in Kentucky. You still, uh, besides, besides the the, uh, the Franklin, Kentucky, New South stuff, um, you still going, I think, I can't remember the promotion, but you was doing some stuff up there a lot, it seemed like, about a year ago or so. Uh, I was working for a company called Top Notch Wrestling up there for a little while. Um, I was working there just about every month. I took some time off there. Uh, like I said, just kind of scaling back, picking and choosing a little more. Um, you know, if Terry England runs, you, you know old Terry. Oh. Uh, if, if, if Terry England runs and he can scrape two nickels together, sometimes you know, I, I'll go up there and work with him. Um, I've worked with Appalachian Mountain Wrestling for a guy named Kyle Maggard. Yeah. Uh, he's fun, man. He, he's, a lot, he's a lot of fun to talk to. Doesn't Bo um, James have something to do with that? Um, I think he may have at some point. Bo has never been any of the shows I've, on any of the shows I've worked for Kyle. Okay. Um, but I haven't worked to, like, I, I worked a little, I worked like fair shows. Okay. And stuff okay. like that. So I haven't, I haven't worked his normal house. He actually, he actually called me Monday about a booking. I'm like, I got class tonight, man. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't worked on the Monday in a while, so. Yeah. So your classes uh, are on Sunday and Mondays. Yeah, yeah, my days are Sundays and Mondays. Okay. Uh, Sundays I'm there from one to five. Uh, Mondays we are there from six thirty to nine thirty, putting in work. Okay. So didn't you wasn't it before? Like, didn't you have it like? Um, it went on back to back days before, was it? Um, no, no. So what we did uh, originally, um, originally is just a beginner's class. You know, that's all that's all we had. Yeah. We didn't have any plans to go further, then we decided to create further options. Um, so originally it was three days a week. Uh, it was sun Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday maybe or, or maybe it was Sunday I think it was Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, but it, regardless, it was three days a week. Um, but then we had to start creating dates for you know more training classes yeah. uh so we then like monday and wednesday was intermediate but then steve started getting used because crazy steve was the original intermediate trainer yeah. before he moved um but he was getting used at ovw so he needed that wednesday we swapped it that's when we went to wednesday thursday that's where i was getting confused yeah. um but then we had an advanced class uh Steve, Steve got married, moved in, moved with his wife to Bristol, Tennessee. Um, beautiful out there, and he lives a block away from the guy who played, uh, I believe, Mike Myers. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, dude, it's, it's awesome. A uh, little random fun fact. But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway but, yeah, then Bram came in, and, and it's cool to have Bram in. Steve's awesome. And they're, but they both are awesome at different things. But Bram also brings that... British influence, yeah. which I mean, you, you watch Ram wrestle, and it's funny. He, he says this himself. He goes, "Yeah, I know all that old world of sports stuff. Yeah. I never do it, but he's teaching it. Yeah. And I'm in there trying to pick up as much as I can. Yeah. Like, you know, just any 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 little cute new thing yeah. that I can add. Oh, so, yeah. especially, especially with chain wrestling, because yeah. I don't have to pick up all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but it, it's cool, man. Bram's a lot of fun. He's super, super, super into it, man. He's he had the, when he first came because so he he moved back. He stayed in Florida for a little while, and then you know came up to Clarksville to to make his place. The first day he came in, he's like, "I've got all these ideas," and it, it, it's cool, man. We're looking to up the uh, we do at the end of each class. We'll do a student showcase. We're looking to up the number of those 
the students can have more experiences on uh, TNT branded shows yeah. uh, in front of people. You know what I mean? Because like, oh, just stuff where we can get them. Like, I don't want to say a protected environment, but just an environment where like they can work on stuff and really yeah. put their best foot forward in front, yeah, and in front of their home, friends, and family to show what they're doing. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean. Uh, so on the intermediate class, how many uh, times a week do they do that one? Okay, so the way the way we do it now, we just restructured everything, and I think this one's the best. So beginner class two days a week, uh, Sunday, Monday, Monday. Intermediate class Wednesday, Thursday. Right, we got uh, Friday and Saturday off because me and Bram are still actively wrestling. Yeah. On Wednesday, you know what I may I may have lied. My apologies. Intermediate Tuesday, Thursday. Um, on Wednesday. Yeah, I still think the days are wrong. I'll get it right. Go to go to com. I'm a terrible spokesperson right now. I have no memory. Um, I took I took a trash can shot to the head Saturday night. Forgot a few things. Um, but either way, there's one day of advanced class. So the day of advanced class, we really try to focus on you know creating your move set. Like specifically, it's really individual focused. Yeah. So we set it up to where that's one day. But with the advanced class, you also have access to go into any of the beginner's classes or any of the intermediate classes, get as many reps as you want. You can go five days a week if you want. Yeah. But whereas we and the beginner's class and the intermediate class are more in-ring, you know, here's how to do this move, here's running some drills and stuff like that, uh, the advanced class is, is more... Let's find out what makes your character. How would your character cut this promo? Here, let's practice this promo. Let's review this promo. Where could we have made this smoother? All right, you went too long. You went too short. Uh, we put them in match situations where they come up with their the stuff they do really well. That they want to make their signature stuff. Uh, entrances. We'll even practice entrances. Um, you know what would look good. Work toward hard camp. I, I try to put the whole school as like my class will teach you how to have you know be carried through a match. Yeah. Uh, intermediate class will teach you how to put together and call your own match and then advanced classes to try to get you out of there polished and TV ready yeah yeah basically yeah uh, so three steps all the way yeah, up yeah so if like if you're in the intermediate class and you want to like one week you're like hey I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, do the I'm gonna go down to the beginner class say Sunday can they do that if they're, in, if they're in the intermediate yeah 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 I've got to do that all the time uh, who just want to get extra reps yeah you know, and it, it, the, the cool thing about being in the beginner class, like if somebody, you know, God forbid, got hurt, we had a we had a guy who um, broke his ankle. The only injury we've had on the baseball slide of all things, oh. but uh, he had, he had broke his ankle. He was out a while, um, and when he came back, you know, he was in the advanced class. Like he had moved up to advanced, yeah. um, so he could have went straight there. And he's like. No, I've got to get my cardio up, yeah. and I've got to get back in ring shape. So he was at, in my advanced class like all the time, just and just working hard. And it was cool because it was pushing the guys, you know, below him to yeah. turn because they wanted to, you know, get as crisp as he was. And so I, I like when they do that. Yeah. I like when I like when my my former students come back and they, you know, I say former, heck, they still yeah. hit me up all the time stuff. But still, when they come back and like. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, do do what they're doing. Watch they'll they'll lead help lead you through it too. It's good. Yeah, that's good. They, they you know you let them come. They let them come back and then um, <clears throat> you always brush up on you know that's good. But 
you know, that's available to do that, you know? Yeah, and especially in my class, man, because I stress the basics and, like, I, I try to go through it with a fine-tooth comb. You know, like, I, I don't, uh, I tell them, I, like, you know, there's no right way to do anything in wrestling, but there's definitely wrong ways. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I want to teach you to avoid the wrong ways, the ways that will get you, you know. Yeah. I, we can go back and forth on the preferences of one knee or two knees down on a headlock takeover. Yeah. I don't care about that. All I, I care more about... Hey, get your hips in front so that they have something to flip over. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm more about hey, how can you not hurt the guy you're working with? Yeah, and you not get hurt, so we can both do this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So I so I really I really stress that man, and uh, and these kind of break them in too. You know, yeah. that they've never been in a ring, so. It's fun to see too. You see one of two things when they take that first bump. <laughs> you you either see the look of what am I doing, mm-hmm. or you see the look of that kind of sucks, but I want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of the two. There's never a maybe. That's always kind of a deciding point. Yeah. yeah. Either that or when they hit the ropes really hard for the first time and they're really good and tight. Yeah, they're like. Wow, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they don't expect it. It's like, dude, it's cable, man. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's an aircraft cable in there, brother. Yeah, they don't, they, they don't, people don't realize that you hit them. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, or when we have them, like, we, so we loosen the canvas and the ropes every night because, you know, we're trying to take care of the equipment we have. Um, so when they're, when they're loosening the canvas for the first time, because the first time they come in, we have everything all tight and ready yeah. and looking good, you know what I mean? Because we want to hit the ground running. So when we're loosening, and they loosen, and they throw the apron, you know, back to take the bungee off, and they realize that all that's under there is plank and a thin layer of pad. Oh yeah, that realization is always fun too. What uh, what kind of what kind of pad do y'all have? Uh, we we have the Ether Foam on our on our practice ring, and we just got some new new kind on our show ring that's really cool. Uh, I don't know, it's like a pink. It's a harder padding, but it's really solid and e- easy to put on and off. Definitely. Yeah, man, I hated that um, the Ether Foam padding. Is it really? right, right there for the last couple of years? People started getting it a lot around here. I, I hated it. It hurt my ankles. It felt like I was wanting to... I guess because I was used to all those years of being on plywood. <laughs> on, on, on one layer of carpet pad. Yeah. Uh, you know, plywood and an old worn-out thin piece of carpet, you know? Yeah. And, now, I'll, I'll say this. Eat the foam padding in a ring with a spring. I was having this conversation about wrestling rings the other day. When, when I first got in, about 05, I said, like, every ring that I wrestled on around here had a spring in the middle. Yeah. And it had plywood. And now every ring I'm on has got planking and no spring. Yeah, no springs in the new ones, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'll say this. I, I can see where they eat the foam and the spring. Listen, this has become a wrestling ring podcast. But uh, <laughs> the, I, the eat the foam and the spring, I do not like together because the squish and the spring on your knees is terrible. Yeah. But I, I don't mind the eat the foam padding at all. Although, I only worked a couple of them there toward the end. That one was that one Devin had in Petersburg. I hated that one, man. That big it, ring. Yeah, it, from my memory, though, it seems like that was a lot thicker than the stuff we have. Man, it, it I feel like I was wanting to turn my ankles in it. But the one in Shelbyville and the one in Columbia wasn't like that. It's just the, the one, one that... The was, one in Shelbyville was a death trap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I remember one night... 
one night Wolfie coming back and going, hey man, watch where you guys bump. There's a bolt sticking out of the ring. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, why is there a bolt in the ring? And so we go out there and obviously we're being careful, you know, how many times and where we land. And your best buddy, old Glenn, uh, comes back throwing a fit. It's like, you guys shouldn't be wusses, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you can cover my medical bills if I take a bump on a screw and have to go to the hospital and get it pulled out. They come back there and, he's an idiot, you know? Somebody should have said, somebody should have said, well, Glenn, if you knew how to bump, you'd probably be worried about calling on it, too. You know, it, it, it seems like no matter who ran Shelbyville, every time I worked there through the years, the ring always sucked. I mean, it just, I don't know what it was. Now, I'll say this, when I first got to Shelbyville, I didn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd get on a good ring, I'm like, what is this majestic thing? Yeah. Well, see, I, this is the ring I trained in. So, I was used to, the one, well, the first, the well, the first well, one... Well, that's the, first, the problem. The ring was 20 years old. Well, it's it actually, it should have been a different ring, probably, I think. I don't know. But I know the first ring actually was Willie Paul Davis's ring. And uh, it was a big, it was a big old tall ring. It it, it bumped okay. Not It wasn't the best. And then when um, Glenn took over from Willie Paul, took over Shelbyville... That's when I got that old wood ring, and it felt like almost like a deck. It had no give, and I guess it's the one they that I guess I guess the Devin. That's the one Devin had, I guess. Yeah, I don't think the ring ever moved from there. Okay. Oh yeah, it was. It had no give. Hardly. It just. It, it had no really loud. It didn't have no acoustics to it. It was yeah. kind of thudded and. Uh, I remember it. Yeah. yeah. I remember feel the bumps back then but I remember yeah, it, it didn't I remember yeah, it really well I, I trained that ring and it, it 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 didn't have much give to it. it just it it wasn't hard like it had a, it had it had a few things of uh, carpet on it so it wasn't like wood hard but it was just it had no give I'd rather have give a hard ring and, and have it give more than I would just soft and not give because that's what well, that now, was. now I understand why you didn't want to take bumps you had trauma from when you were training yeah and I mean, one night, I made him. I made him mad one night. I broke the in training. I broke the. I broke the second rope. <laughs> oh man, we uh, we we've only had, ever had this one time. Our, our ring, our our training ring is actually uh, T.J. Weatherby's old saw ring. Oh, is it? Yeah. So um, we uh, we had a guy hit the rope, and you know, I I always stress that arm over, that arm over, and uh, this student man, he attacked him. And one of the one of the bolts stripped out, and he he flipped out. We got all new turnbuckles immediately after, yeah. but he flipped out, landed on his feet, and he goes, "Oh, thank God, I listened to you." Yeah. <laughs> that's why I would tell you to do it. <laughs> so you have to listen, learn. And, and it, it was early enough on to like where the rest of the class that I was having issues, having to remind them. Never had to remind them again. I bet. <laughs> I've never broke on. They've never broke on me. But one time, I remember being um, Farron Fox was running Gallatin. Our first show, man, packed ha- best house Gallatin had in years because Jarrett's were running it, and they hadn't had a house in Gallatin like that in so probably since the early '80s. And we it was packed. First match, 
No, second match. That's right. Second match. I go out there. I go to hit the ropes. And those, the ropes, were they were really small. And I don't know what it did. When I hit them, my, it rolled. I went to hook it. And it just, like, rolled all the way up my arm and over my head. And I fell through. And I, I hooked it and caught it in my hands. And I was like, okay, these ropes, they, right, they were, like, loose. And they were really tiny. And I was like, I don't want to hit the ropes anymore tonight. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've never had it break to send me over. No. Um, I, I have hit the ropes, and they, like, it sprung you in the middle, but you into the, you know, back into the ring, yeah. but you could tell it was weird, and then you turn around and look, and they're all saggy. Yeah. I've had that, and I've had that roll-up-the-head experience, too. Never fallen out, yeah. but I've had that roll-up-the-head hit you in the neck experience, yeah. and that's scary. That hurts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I had that. But I think probably the best ring, one of the best rings I've ever been in, I was probably this guy back when I was uh, working for Terry Rice in '93. Uh, the guy used uh, for Power Sun. The guy that used to bring the ring was out of Kentucky. They called him Pops, and uh, I, I can't remember where out of Kentucky he was at. But he used to bring a ring. Man, that thing bumped so good. It was it it wasn't it was just perfect too. It wasn't really tall. Um, it was tall enough, you know, and the ropes were good, let you know, height, and man, it bumps so good. It was, it's just like you'd work that, and then you'd go and work, like you'd work, you'd, you'd work like Shelbyville on a Thursday, and you're like oh, and then you go work at uh, for Terry Rice on Fridays, and like oh, and then you go Saturday go work for Freddie Morton in Columbia, and he had an old Gulas ring, and it was. 900 years old that thing was like 10 foot tall and it bumped okay but it still I mean, it's still you know it had its moments but but you talk about that y'all got tj weatherby's old ring oh uh, yeah it, yeah man it's uh it's it's funny how much how much history is in that ring uh, it's the one that they had uh when i actually faced kojima so was that the ring that that he had when him and when he was when him and Tony were running um, Excalibur Gym over in Madison back uh, ninety nine two thousand two thousand one. That I don't know. Cause I remember that ring. They they used to um, they used to run the Excalibur Gym over in Madison Square, in Madison, Tennessee. Um, it was a um, a boxing gym during the week and everything, and then Friday nights had the wrestling. So. I never forget they they would put um, bricks, brick old blocks underneath it for the boxing during the week, and <laughs> they didn't take one Friday night. I can't remember who was the first match. I think it was like I want to say Chris Baum against like Hammerjack or somebody. It's when they all first when those guys first started, <laughs> or maybe uh, uh, Sin uh, uh, Woody. <laughs> okay, I think it was, it was one of those. It's, some of those guys, I can't remember. They just started. They've been working long, and they come. Tony's like, come back here. I told them to take them brickle blocks out of here from that ring. They went there and had that match. I did. They about killed herself up there. Some brickle blocks. <laughs> but it's like they left the brickle blocks up underneath the ring, so there was no give at all. And I, I don't. Like, I don't think it was that one. I remember Kevin saying that it was like. Uh, 10 or 11 years old so I don't think it was that one I don't think it goes back that far okay uh, it might not be then because they because I know it, when this he is a, down, it's a samples ring I, I do know that 
Is it okay? Yeah. Um. Well, I think that might. Was, I think it was a samples ring too. I do believe. As one, I think it's actually one of Sample's first rings. But I do know. Well, so they when they shut down in '01, um, because he shut down. Uh, so he didn't start back up till '06. I don't think. Stadium. Yeah. No, I'm talking about when uh, TJ started back oh, up. Oh, gotcha. He shut down it, and because uh, they ran, uh, they were at. Uh, uh, Madison Skyward and they shut down and then Tony started back up in Madison a couple a few years later but he had a different ring he had that low one that he used at Stadium in that wooden one and um, yeah, yeah I remember that death trap yeah with the had the um, red white and blue canvas red white and blue canvas well I, I, unless there was going to be or the chance of blood yeah. and that old, old crappy canvas came yeah. out. Um, but now red, white, and blue vinyl yeah. canvas. Yeah. Uh, death trap. Uh, the the flippity floppity ropes. Yeah, ropes were horrible. Because that was an old, that was a tall ring, if I remember the story correctly. And they cut, and it, down. cut it down yeah. and did something, messed it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, broken wood all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the day that it was a Sunday, and we just went in there, and uh, old Crizzle had bought a whole bunch of wood, and us bolting the wood down, like screwing it down, <laughs> but just so we'd have you know good wood on the ring, yeah. and repairing all the breaks. Yeah, that's how I said wood rings, man. That's I never stood at the concept of a wood ring. I guess back in the day, they you know. Steel prices are probably, you know, high well, or something. You know, like I've seen some good partially wood rings. James Carver used to have one, and it was a uh, what was it? it? Was a wood frame, wood frame metal poles. I believe. Yeah, I've seen some of those. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's a really good ring. It's actually funny enough. Um, remember when that whole story about that that show that ran in Murfreesboro, and they had a faulty ring that collapsed in the first match. No. Who was what when was this? Uh three or four years ago. Um the company was around for a little bit, best of the best wrestling. Oh, was um, it uh Justin DeSins and that other guy yeah. running the show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So come to find out it was that wooden ring. Or that partially wooden ring. Okay. I had worked in that ring the week before. I'd worked for James. Yeah. And it was fine. And I worked for James in that ring at a spot show the week after. It was fine. Come to find out, James had asked. They didn't put it hey. together right, did they? <laughs> yeah, James had asked, you want me to say and put it together? They said, no. Oh. We got it. Cool. Those wood, you know, those wood and metal rings, you have to put a bolt through them to hold everything in. Yeah, all that stuff is, you got to have it. It's all got to be, yeah, that's, that's a... They didn't put the bolts through. Yeah, you got to know how to put there those together. There was extra parts, and they're just like, I guess these are extra parts. Oh, <laughs> Dang, that's oh, crazy. Man. That's tremendous. Yeah, that's um. It's tremendous because nobody got hurt. That's scary. Yeah, <laughs> man. man. Well, that's like uh, I think the last night I worked uh, for Saw in Millersville in uh, March of 2010. The ring broke. And we had to, we just had to, we had to, we just had a false count anywhere in the building. 
that's always the easy, uh, the easy, man, this ring sucks. No disqualification. No, I mean, it could, the floor, it, it fell, something broke, the root, the floor fell in or something, and they, uh, I don't know what happened, but they, um, so they just, so we went out there and did, then after that, they took intermission, then they went out there and supposedly fixed it. But yeah, I, I remember one time we was work, I was working, um, that's a bit, I'm talking more about myself than you. I, I, I was uh, working in, this is Springfield, Tennessee. Mo and Mabel ran a show. So I want to say this was like 95, late 95. And they ran a show in Springfield, Tennessee. And they actually drew really good because Springfield was dead uh, for a long time. And they ran it and actually drew a real good show, a real good house. But the ring... The first match was Chris Michaels and Ashley Hudson after having a barn burner ring breaks. Basically, ropes break, go in, they cave in, they go in, you know, they, they break them, they go in, and the floor just, like, collapses. I, I can already tell you what went through Chris's mind. <laughs> it can only it happen to me. So then, me and then I had to work this guy, Maniac Mike, the next match. He was a trainee of Moa Mabel's, and I was like, so I was like, okay, what are we gonna do? And I was, like, <laughs> so Mabel come over. He's like, he said that ring's it's messed up out there. I said, all right. He said, now this kid's green. Just um, just walk him through it. Y'all, y'all. He said, don't. He said, just tell him what to do. He'll listen. I was like, all right. I said, oh, is there anything I can do? Is it how bad is it? And he's like. There ain't going to be no bumps. I was like, all right. He said, there ain't going to be hitting the ropes. I said, so basically we're going to punch or kick each other. He's like, pretty much. So I went out there, man, and you couldn't even step. I mean, it was, oh, wow. oh man, it was awful. And then after our match, somebody got him I'm in a ring that breaks. And like after my match, they always go to intermission and fix it, it seems like. <laughs> but I did. I don't, know if I, t- I don't know if I ever told you that time. Uh, I was in um, Smyrna. Me and Larry Valentine was working sudden impact and the board fell and I fell in between the boards and got stuck yes <laughs> yeah uh, the board slid out and I took a moment I fell in the board I was stuck in between the boards <laughs> see this is why you have better stories <laughs> oh my everybody oh, I got, they're alright I got a few <laughs> nah you got, you got some good ones man. that you was yeah cause it was <laughs> Because we was just going to the hot tag, too, and, and I, think, I think we did double down. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was going to the hot tag. We did double down, I was like, and I was getting up, and I was like, when to get up, I was like, okay, I'm not moving. And I was looking at Larry Valentine, I was like, I, I was like you're going to have to come in, I'm stuck. <laughs> but yeah, some of the, that, it was, uh, the boards were kicking out, and it, it's, and I, I don't know why I took a bump, and, I guess my big butt jarred it and it slid it out and and I just went right and I guess I was sitting between two boards and the canvas <laughs> and then on the poles. Now <laughs> oh, I got stuck another time. Uh, I know this is supposed to be your 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 night on here. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> uh, back in uh, oh ninety six. Uh, back when I was ten. Oh, thanks. That makes me really feel good. <laughs> we was working in Lewisburg. It was, um, who was it? Who was running it? Was it Willie Paul Davis? Yeah, Willie Paul Davis was running it. And, uh, um, 
they had a, we was running, we was going, we was doing like Lewisburg, Columbia, Petersburg, those three, three towns every Saturday, and, uh, same crew and everything, and, uh, we had a double ring the one week in, um, Lewisburg, and they threw me over, and when I hit, man, I got wedged again, I wedged in between the two rings, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit here for a while. So I, I was like, I, want, I was like, why didn't they push? That? I don't know who put the rings together. I think, I think what it was, I think they didn't match up. I think one was taller than the other one. So when I hit, I kind of so, so they did. And I was like, I was like in between them wedge, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna work it here for a while. So I just, I just sat there. <laughs> but yeah, I, for some reason I get stuck in rings for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> See, the, the only funny story I can remember, and this happened years ago, and I was about to say you were there, and then I remembered it was Shelbyville, Tennessee, so you would have been fired by now, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was wrestling one of the Victory Twins, um, and had a upset stomach that day, really bad gas. Oh. So I'm in there in the match, and for some reason, and again, I am green as can be right now, um, so for some reason, I, I'm like, oh, they're not farting the match. That'd be embarrassing. You know, not now I fart in the match all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so, blah, 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 finishes uh, Sunset Flip from the outside. You might be seeing where this is going. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can and make everything look good. So I get a real good stack on the sunset. You know what I mean? Like I'm up on my shoulders, my legs are folded over, and I'm kicking to make it look like I'm fighting. And then I just can't hold it anymore. <laughs> and my face, and I, I really can't remember which victory twin I was wrestling at the time, but uh, <laughs> my backside is right in his face. I censored for you. Um, and I, just, I can't control it, and I'm just sitting there kicking, and it has to. You can't. You can't get off me because it's the finish. And I'm just going, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> that's the funniest one that I can remember. Hey, it's but at least he didn't. At least it was just a fart. wasn't paid. Yeah, that's. I'm always looking on the bright side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, well, I think it was crap. Who told me the story? I guess Yukon was wearing his Sabu pants, and. uh had had an accident. Oh. And it was down in the leg of his pants and oh. like dropped somebody. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's bad, dude. <laughs> Did I get you with that one? I figured you knew that one because it no. apparently happened way back when. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not, oh, That's pretty bad, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that, that. I remember one of the first times, one of the only times I've ever called out of a booking for being sick. I was tagging with you and JC, and I was supposed to wrestle, and JC was supposed to manage. And I I knew that there was a strong potential for a blowout, and I was like, hey, JC, I'll manage. That was, that was when I had, I had the fanny pack on, and I was like, I managed in Zubaz. Okay. A fanny pack. A suit jacket that I got from somebody, <laughs> and in the in the fanny pack I had hand sanitizer, and we used it for the finish. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, 
sick, legit sick. Is that the same yeah. man? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember I was like, I, I put my singlet on, and it was when I was wearing that uh, really light tie-dye singlet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm about 85% sure if I take a bump, yeah, I'm that, going to have a blowout. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. I, I remember it was so bad I used the stadium in toilet. Yeah, okay, I remember now, yeah. <laughs> it was so and this was the downstairs toilet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh somebody You know they're tearing that down. Yeah, right? that's what I was gonna say. They're gonna uh LT was t- me and LT was talking about it the other day the other day when we went to lunch that uh somebody they're gonna tear it down and everything. That's I like that place. I mean I was like it was a crack house, but we had some good times in there. <laughs> It was a crack house. It was my favorite crack house. It was my favorite crack house. Yeah. But, I mean, we had some good times in there, man. Was, if, if anybody's listening who doesn't know what the stadium in is, if you want a pretty good representation of the, the clientele and an actual in-room shot of the stadium in, there's a musician named Johnny Fritz. <laughs> And he has a song simply entitled Stadium In. Watch the video. That's a legit hotel. And I know besides the rooms, because I've never seen the inside of a room, I was never ATL champion. Um, Ouch. <laughs> sorry, it was right there. Um, but no, it's the legit. They, they filmed it at the hotel, and it, oh, it's, it's disgusting. What was this? What did the sign say? Um... No strippers or drug dealers. No, no, no prostitutes. No prostitutes or drug dealers allowed. And I was like, that's all that's up in here. Front desk. I'm like, that's all that's in here. <laughs> that uh, if that stairwell could talk. Oh, my gosh. Man. <laughs> so yeah. how was your dinner with LT? Huh? So how was your lunch with LT? It was good. It was good. No stairwell talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was good, man. It was good to see him. It was good to see Farron. Hadn't seen Farron forever, and uh, it was good seeing him. They, uh, he, we all went to lunch afterwards after uh, Porter's funeral and everything. It was, it was a good time because I hadn't seen like well, I hadn't seen LT and uh, I hadn't seen him since that um, the show where you worked uh, Kojima. Uh, um, Kojima. Kojima, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen him, uh, and I hadn't seen Farron since. Probably, oh seven. Probably. So. I, I miss I miss Farron a lot, man. Uh, I, hey, I'll, I'll say this: uh, LT Fox, dude, he's a worker and a half, and like I mean that in the best way. I, I tease LT a lot. I tease a lot about LT a lot. That dude never goes out there and takes a night off. Mm. I went I went to the fair and watched the guys working at the fair. This is a fair show. Yeah. LT's out there working hard, taking yeah. like Ziggler bumps at the fair, like you know, not on his head or anything, yeah. but like you know, taking really big bumps and constantly running his mouth. And he's totally remade, by the way. Holy God, I never realized it yeah. until watching him now. Yeah, he is Tony remade. Yeah, but he just works so hard. He's so good. Yeah, like LT, LT's and awesome. He, man. He finally got some size on him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Tony. Probably not in all the places he wants it, but yeah. But it still looks looks good. He don't look a. He still he still has a kid face, but his body don't look like a kid no more. He actually, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He still he still looks at that kid face though. <laughs> now, LT LT is, has shockingly aged well. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's like we were sitting there eating and uh, he started talking about all these, these health problems and stuff and he goes, like, he goes what do you say, I'm 30 or whatever and, and I looked at Farron and I said, I said, yeah, you're 30 but good gratefully, look at the hard life you lived since you was 12 years old in the wrestling business, dude. Absolutely, I said, yeah. gosh. I mean, you were living it up like a 25-year-old in the wrestling business at, at 13, 14 years old, you know, stayed yeah. <laughs> well, how, how long has he legit been, re- been wrestling, like, on a semi-regular basis? Okay, uh, he started um, when they were, at, when Tony was running, Tony and Crow was running Madison, Tennessee, I think it was Harris Street. Uh, I want to say that started, that started after TJ shut down his Madison show. I want to say they started up around 03... And they went to oh, I want to say probably oh five, and he was actually working. He was actually doing matches then. Toward the end, uh, him and uh, oh, what was that kid's name? Um, Tiny Bear or something like that, and a couple other yeah, kids. Yeah, old, old Tiny. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then somebody got hurt, so the guy on the building said nobody under eighteen can, can you know get in the ring anymore. So that put the kibosh on that and then when they when Tony took over running stadium in he started working again so I want to say probably when he was like 14 probably yeah yeah so that kid's 30 so he's been wrestling he's been wrestling over half his life yeah yeah that's insane that's crazy yeah (laughs) but yeah he was like he's like like, man I got all these problems like dude you ain't like a normal 30 year old yeah. I said, you live fast life, man, in the wrestling business. <laughs> and those stadium end days are coming back to haunt you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. all, all those bumps and dives on that place. Yeah. But yeah, I like that place. I, mean, I had a lot of good times. I had, I had a lot of fun times there. Yeah. Uh, I, I thank Tony Falk all the time when I see him now because, like, you know, me, you, me and you were in totally different positions as far as, like, where we were. Yeah. But Tony, Tony took a chance on me, man. He was, you know, he pushed me when I was really young. Yeah. You know, put the belt on me and stuff like that. Yeah. Probably because I'd, probably because I'd go in there the week earlier and put it on the match with Mexican Dragon because he didn't speak any English. Oh gosh. Hey, you know, Eddie was good, man. We just had to figure out how to, like, when we get lost, where to go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just hard. <laughs> to... I speak. I, I made A's all the way through Spanish. Yeah. So I don't know any Spanish. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he no, his work wasn't bad. It's just the, the commun the no no communication. You know, it just it's just hard. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's funny because now I just feed it for an arm drag. Yeah, <laughs> I just feed it for an arm drag, grab a hold, and be like, all right, well, let's get back on track. Hey, you saw about you went to the fair shows. Who, who I know, uh, Jason James ran those, right? But he's out of town, so who ran them for him? Place of Jason. Well, Jason's parent parents were there, but uh, you know, given the most of the direction, doing the announcing and everything, Kevin Martin was uh was doing that, and he did he did a good job. Jason was there that I was there though. He is in town. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, I guess low cash is keeping him pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. So I was wondering if he was if he was going to work those shows this year. Uh, no, man, like, like I said, just trying to heal up a whole bunch of old stuff. Yeah. You know, I I, I had hurt my knee. Actually, back in May or June, um, I was dumb and took a, took a doomsday and 
area uh so it was like either my meniscus or mcl um i could still stand on it no problem it just it hurt if i went and squatted below 90 degrees yeah. uh so i just you know I, i've had enough bangs bruises and injuries to know you know rested ice it elevated all that stuff yeah i uh, did that got a tens unit just started rehabbing it yeah. uh, i was good about four weeks later but uh, I just I feel, I feel stuff more and I feel it longer now. So I'm hey, trying to just rest. So what I happens am, when you no, get older, dude? I know, I know. I and uh, the reason I don't do leg drops anymore is because you doing leg drops all those years. Yeah. And, <laughs> and seeing what damage it did to you. Yeah. I, I tell I tell the students at my class when we're learning them right because I got I got to demonstrate it. Yeah. So I'm like, you get one out of me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everything else I'm going to have to show you because my lower back, you know, the very first the very first class I did, hadn't done a leg drop in forever, right? And I'm teaching leg drops. Oh. <laughs> and I do it in an instant. Mm. And I was like, oh, no. Because yeah. <laughs> you remember when I first started, I was dropping them off the top and stuff. Yeah, like, you, it's, yeah. it's like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, I just looked down and we're coming up on 58 minutes, so we're to wrap this up that went fast as always oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's always fun people are going to listen and not know anybody we're talking about <laughs> I know. No, you know. that's the best that's part of it is there anything you want to plug real fast uh, man nothing nothing really if you want a t-shirt I'm on prowrestlingtees.com slash Jeremiah Plunkett I'm also I'm on a Another site, small, smaller business site nowadays since they've exploded. Uh, it's called whatforapparel.com and just backslash Plunkett on that. I got some, I've got designs, like I keep them separated and I'll have the same designs on both pages. Uh, either one of those, hit me up online at Plunk Items on all platforms. And uh, if you're interested in school, try truepro.com. Uh, what's uh, what y'all's. Uh Try and true gimmicks. Uh, we get you gimmicks at because I seen y'all got some shirts and stuff. What's that? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Territory Wrestling Tees. Uh, they they handle our shirts, and I've actually got an individual shirt on there. Uh, it's, it's, you'll just find on there. Banned in Tennessee, legal pile drivers. <laughs> yeah, baby, gotta keep it old school. All right, any uh, any shows you want to plug real fast? That you're gonna be on. Uh, uh, if this if this is before this coming Saturday, uh, the twentieth, I will be in Ringgold, Georgia, uh, for the Nature Boy Paul Lee. Uh, you can catch me every other Friday at New South Championship Wrestling in Franklin, Kentucky. Uh, that's all I've got coming up real real soon that I can think of off the top of my head. All right. Well, we got about the thirty seconds that's going to cut off. So, uh, uh, JP, we appreciate you coming on tonight, and uh, we'll have you back on here pretty soon. And and uh, everybody, thanks for listening, and God bless.